Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Wikipedia page for post-credits scene. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Varnado, KSN. I'm reminding everybody out there to subscribe. That's right, everybody. Subscribe so you can get more Wikilisten every single day without having to lift a finger. Right on. Post-credits scenes are one of my favorite things about movies, and I'm glad. I'm glad that they're becoming more and more popular on random films. I have incredibly conflicted feelings about them, so let's just dive right in. Okay. Post-credit scene. This article needs additional citations for verification. Please help improve this article by adding citations to reliable sources. Unsourced material may be challenged and removed. A post-credit scene, commonly referred to as a stinger or credit cookie, or mid-credits scene is a short clip that appears after all or some of the closing credits have rolled and sometimes after a production logo of a film, TV series, or video game has run. It is usually included to reward the audience for watching through the credits sequence. It may be a scene written for humor or to set up a sequel. I love that it's called a credit cookie. I've never heard it referred to as a credit cookie. Never. Citation needed. I think that sometimes there's stuff inside these Wikipedia pages where someone just like throws it in because maybe someone somewhere did it once in an article and nobody else <laughs> like does it or refers to it that way. That's what Wikipedia is good for. Oh, maybe that's true, but maybe not. Who knows? Not me. History. 
Post-credit scenes may have their origins in encores and additional performance added to the end of staged shows in response to audience applause. Opera encores were a common practice in the 19th century, but fell out of favor in the 1920s due to rising emphasis on dramatic storytelling rather than vocal performance. Burn. Yeah. The first general release film to feature a post-credit scene is The Silencers, released in March 1966. The scene depicts lead character Matt Helm, played by Dean Martin, lying shirtless on what appears to be a rotating sofa along with ten scantily clad women. He kisses two women before rubbing his face and muttering, Oh my god! During the scene, text overlays reads, Coming up next! And Matt Helm meets Lovey Kravazit. Wonderful. <laughs> in 1979, the Muppet movie uses a framing device in which the characters themselves watch the movie unfold in a theater. During the credits, the Muppets get up from their seats, talk to each other, and joke around, thus incentivizing the real audience to stick around and see what happens next. In the final moment after the credits, Animal yells at the audience, Go home! Go home! Before sighing bye bye <sighs> and passing out from exhaustion i can't help but think that movie theater employees really hate it when a movie has a post credit scene i bet they do the use of such scenes gained popularity throughout the 1980s at the end of comedy films in 1980 airplane ended with a callback to an abandoned taxicab passenger who was not a primary character Enhanced application continued in 1985 with Young Sherlock Holmes, see below, and August 1987 in Masters of the Universe. Skeletor's head emerges from the water at the bottom of the pit, saying, I'll be back. The Muppet movie also began a trend of using such scenes to break the fourth wall, even when much of the rest of the film had kept it intact. The scenes were often used as a form of metafiction, with characters showing an awareness that they were at the end of a film, and sometimes telling the audience directly to leave the theater. Films using this technique include Ferris Bueller's Day Off, in which the title character frequently broke the fourth wall during the film, and the musical remake of The Producers. The post credit scene in the latter film also includes a cameo appearance by producer's screenwriter Mel Brooks. post credit scenes also appeared on the long-running television show Mystery Science Theater 3000, introduced in the 1990 episode Rocket Attack USA, continuing until the end of the series. With few exceptions, they highlighted moments from the films that were either particularly nonsensical or had simply caught the writer's attention. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you stick around for the rest of the episode. Thank you for listening to that message. And now... We can continue in the middle, but at the end of the show, stick around for a very special post-wiki-listen scene. You're gonna love it. Contemporary film examples. Stingers lacking the metafictional aspects also gained prominence in the 1980s, although they were still primarily used for comedy films. Post-credit scenes became useful places for humorous scenes that would not fit in the main body of the film. Most were short clips that served to tie together loose ends, minor characters whose fates were not elaborated on earlier in the film, or plot lines that were not fully wrapped up. For example, all five Pirates of the Caribbean films include such scenes. Napoleon Dynamite features a stinger that reveals that Kip and 
LaFonda get married, a scene that was included in its wide release. In the film The Cannonball Run, bloopers from the film are shown. One of the stars in that picture, Jackie Chan, later featured outtakes during the credits of many of his films, often showing him getting injured during his own stunts. Oh yeah, I love that part of Jackie Chan's movies where they just show like how hard it was to do those stunts in the movie, and then sometimes he would get hurt. That's unfortunate that he got hurt, and I forgot that Jackie Chan existed, even though I used to think about him a lot. You forgot that he existed? I just I just forgot about him as a person, but like I used to watch so many things that either had him or alluded to him. I would think that you probably forget about a lot of people until they're mentioned again. I know, but Jackie Chan is just like, yeah, I know. But like, I used to watch like a lot of Samurai Jack and just like a lot of stuff referencing Jackie Chan. And so like, what what does Samurai Jack have to do with Jackie Chan? Because he was like affiliated with it. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No. We'll come back to this. No, he's he was not. I know Samurai Jack backwards and forwards. I've seen every episode. I've watched the making of. I know who created it. He's not affiliated with it. Okay, well, I was like three years old and my brother told me that he was. So Are you talking I'm about Jackie him. Chan Adventures, that cartoon? No, no. Well, you're not talking about Samurai Jack, that's Listen, for sure. <laughs> my older brother holds the authority on this. No, no. <laughs> you're wrong. I was so three. wrong. I was three. He told me that Jackie Chan made it and I believe Are him. you? No, he did not. And don't don't take out that out into the world as a fact. You sound crazy. <laughs> Even when post-credit scenes started to be used by films with little comedy development, the same format of giving closure to incomplete storylines or inconsequential characters remained in use. Using humor in such scenes is also still common for more serious films, as in the film Daredevil, in which Bullseye is shown after his defeat by Daredevil in a full-body cast. Other films eschew the comedy in favor of a twist or revelation that would be out of place elsewhere in the film, as in X-Men, The Last Stand's post-credit scene in which Professor X is shown to be alive after his apparent death by the hands of the phoenix. Another example is the stinger at the end of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which features a post-memory lost Lockhart. A third example occurs in young Sherlock Holmes during the entire credits. A sleigh is seen traveling in the Alps to a mountain inn. At the end of the credits, the passenger, Professor Rath, presumed to be dead, also known as Etar, signs the register as Moriarty. With the rise of pre-planned film franchises, post-credit scenes have been adopted in order to prepare the audience for upcoming sequels, sometimes going so far as to include a cliffhanger ending where the main film is largely standalone. The cinematic release of The Matrix Reloaded demonstrated the sequel setup use of Stingers by featuring the trailer for The Matrix Revolutions. (laughs) The Matrix Revolutions. Every subsequent film just got worse and worse and worse. Another example would be the ending of the supernatural horror film Annabelle Creation 2017, where we see a post-credits clip set in Romania 1952 and see the character of Valak, the demon nun from The Conjuring 2 2016, gliding towards the viewer before it darkens, teasing the spin-off prequel The Nun 2018. Some films, including Richard Linklater's School of Rock, take the idea of the post-credits scene to its limit by running the credits during the main action of the film. 
In this example, the characters perform a song in the last minutes of the film, and the credits run inconspicuously until one character sings the line, The movie is over, but we're still on screen. <laughs> Such a good movie. That's, uh, that's pretty funny. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has made extensive use of mid- and post-credit scenes, often both, which typically serve as a teaser for a future Marvel Studios film. For example, the post-credits scene of Iron Man 2 shows S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Agent Coulson locating a large hammer at the bottom of a crater in a New Mexico desert, thus teasing the release of Thor the following year. The post-credits sequence of Captain America the Winter Soldier introduces the characters of Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, who join the franchise in Avengers Age of Ultron. Other times, these mid- and post-credits scenes serve primarily as gags, such as the post-credits scene in The Avengers, which has the team eating shawarma in a derelict restaurant in the aftermath of the film's climactic battle, or Spider-Man Homecoming, which features Captain America educating the audience on patience. The credits of many Pixar films, including A Bug's Life, 1998, Finding Nemo, 2003, The Good Dinosaur, 2015, and Finding Dory, 2016, have included humorous mid-credit scenes. A Bug's Life, 1998, for example, parodied the trend of bloopers at the end of movies by including fake blooper scenes of the characters making mistakes or goofing around on the set of the movie. Toy Story 2, 1999, and Monsters, Inc., 2001 followed suit. Other Pixar films, such as Cars 2006, Toy Story 3 2010, and Inside Out 2015 have included an epilogue that plays during the credits. I find that so cringe when there's quote-unquote bloopers at the end of a cartoon of an animated movie. I saw, when I first saw it in The Bug's Life, it was super funny. I guess it was a novel idea. I really liked it. An unusual use of the post credit scene is to fulfill contractual obligations in order to secure the personality rights to produce The Disaster Artist, a biopic of Tommy Wiseau. The filmmakers were obligated to include a cameo by Wiseau himself. This scene was filmed, but relegated to the post credit sequence of the film. <laughs> I've actually, I saw The Disaster Artist and I've never seen the post credit scene. I guess I gotta have to go back and check it out. Guess so. In video games, video games, particularly those with complex stories, sometimes also use post-credit scenes. An early example is Earthbound, in which Ness awakens to a knocking on the front door, just like at the beginning of the game, and finds Pokey Minch's younger brother, Picky, with a message from his big brother, Pokey, indicating that he escaped, and warns Ness to come and get him. A game may contain a scene or voiceover after the credits of one or more characters speaking, revealing new information that gives a new perspective to the previous events, as well as setting up part of the next game in the series. As the credits for modern games get longer, added cutscenes that maintain interest during the credits are becoming more common. So, like, have you ever played to the end of Super Smash Bros. Melee, for example? I've never played Super Smash Bros. Melee at all. Okay, well, during the credits scene, it's interactive. So, like, you're actually trying to shoot at the credits. And if you hit it, it changes a color. So, you know, you hit them. And then something special happens if you hit 100% of the credits. Does oh, my God. Are you trying to put me to sleep? Does that count as a post credit scene or a post credits activity? Or is it just another level of the game? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. This has been the Wikipedia page for post credit scene. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. 
You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your post credit scene. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. <laughs> that was a really funny ending. <laughs> your smash brothers question. We're still rolling. Do you still want to do a... Did you actually want to do a post credit scene? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> All right, I'm going to cut it. Thank you. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.